0: You're listening to episode 180 of the Room to Grow podcast. Stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself, so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today is another business episode where you get to listen in as I live coach a somebody that I actually met in one of my uh, live presentations here in Bali. And I put out the call on Instagram to get uh, one person to coach live with. And I got a ton of great applications and I couldn't narrow it down past the two. (laughs) So today we're talking to Ross Murray and Ross actually already has a podcast called young money. I will make sure to reference it all in the show notes. And he had a number of questions. He was having some difficulty staying consistent with it. And he wanted to know if weekly episodes were enough, uh, solo episodes versus guest, which ones were better determining kind of the name of the show. And if he thought maybe that that should change and figuring out a bit of a plan so that it would be easier for him to stay consistent in the longer term and actually make the podcast a pillar of his business. And these are the kinds of questions that I think are really powerful because so many of us have these types of questions, but we don't ever really get to have those questions answered in real time. And the best part about working with a coach is that I can actually help you strategize based on your unique needs because I'm kind of of the belief that there isn't really a necessarily a one-size-fits-all approach to things like this and to these kinds of questions and often I infuriatingly give the answer of it depends when people ask me these kinds of questions they'll say you know what it kind of depends because it, it depends on your audience it depends on what is going to be good for you it depends on your business it depends on what your people want there's so many factors to consider here so this is why i love getting to do this kind of coaching so before we dive in with ross i want to let you know that the doors for my podcast uh, for my podcasting course podcasting for impact are now open they're open until february 3rd and what this course does is you know it, it obviously walks you through all of the basics walking you through all the really scary kind of tech stuff and uh, getting you to the point of launching and the celebration and all of that. But what it also is going to do is help you to work through some mindset beliefs, help you to get to know your people on a deeper level, figure out how to share your story and what kind of stories and, and things to talk about will be of the most benefit to you and feel the most in alignment to you while also having a huge impact on people. Uh, really getting clear on how to promote yourself as well, how to promote your podcast in different ways. And to do a lot of this organically while building the kinds of relationships that you see and, and hear about happening, but you don't know how to do it for yourself. As a bit of an awkward introvert myself, I often will hear the word networking and I just cringe. And I want to teach you the ways that you can do this without feeling sleazy or super awkward or any of those things and establish some, some relationships and connections that can turn into lifelong things. You can make some really amazing friends on the internet these days and get some awesome clients and customers out of the deal as well. And it doesn't have to be nearly as uncomfortable and awkward as you think it does. So podcasting for impact is open until February 3rd, Monday, February 3rd, I won't be opening the doors again for a while, so I really want to make sure that you don't miss this and you can get all of the information over at podcastingforimpact.com. I'm also offering some cool bonuses right now about like podcast episode audits that I would do personally myself all these different things. And I'm so pumped for you to check it out. So let's dive in with Ross. And this is also actually a, a session that he and I got to do and record in person as well at my place here in Bali. So that was kind of extra special since I don't get to do that many of those. And I'm really excited for you to hear all about this. Hey there! Welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast, and today is another live coaching session, and I'm super pumped to do this. So Ross, introduce yourself. <laughs> hey
1: everyone, my name is Ross Murray. I'm 28 years old at the moment. I'm from most people
0: don't give me their age. Oh. This is a whole new level. I love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm from the Gold Coast, Australia. Um, so I assume most people would know where that is. It's north of Sydney.
0: Especially a lot of Canadians, I think there's a pretty high Canadian population there. Okay. Yeah, from what so I've <laughs> south, south
1: of the Great Barrier Reef, north of Sydney, so I, somewhere, somewhere in the middle there. Um, i currently in Bali for a month, kind of doing a, a working holiday trial with me and my partner to see if we can, see if our businesses can survive working remotely. So this is the first month trial, um, so going pretty well so far. So I have a financial coaching and financial advice I'm not sure exactly what they call it in Canada, but financial planning. Yep. Yep. Uh, financial, yeah. Yep. Financial planning business um, in Australia. So help predominantly younger people. So 25 to 35 year olds with all their money problems. And we help people to start adulting with their money. So
0: We all need to adult a little better with our money. <laughs> yes, we do. So
1: anything from setting up a budget, opening new bank accounts to investing um, Plenty for retirement, life insurance, all that fun stuff that no one really wants to ever think about, but is important. So I've been doing that for the past five years. Um, and yeah, now at the moment, getting to a point now where the business has grown enough that can start looking at, the goal has been for the last two years to try and build it up to be able to work remotely. Um, so my partner finally quit her job after four years, about three months ago. That's given us the opportunity, now she's self-employed to be able to work
0: and travel. So amazing that's the the plan that's awesome i love it and for anyone who can't tell from the sound quality which i know is a little bit subpar when i do these and it's echoey but another bali live session uh because you came to my podcasting talk a couple weeks ago and we we also then realized that we work out together (laughs) and actually figured that out yet and yeah so i'm excited so Let's dive in. So tell me a little bit about your podcast and some of the questions that you kind of have around it. And again, for anyone listening, I don't uh, really do any pre like session. This is again, like off the cuff, like yeah. you sent me a couple questions, but other than that, I don't really know what, what's coming. So yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. ask away. <laughs> so
1: that may be some context. I have a podcast called the Young Money Podcast, um, which I launched it's about two years ago now, but been very inconsistent with it. I've recorded about 32 episodes all up, but that's been on and off for the last two years, so.
0: So usually you come out with one like like once a week, when you're being consistent with yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, so I started off going really well once a week, and then as I said to you, life
1: kind of got in the way, business got in the way, and things just started to get a bit busy, and that just got put on the back burner because I didn't have a structure in place and have a plan in place. Got really excited about 12 months later, picked it back up again, recorded another bunch of episodes, got some really good traction, and then same thing happened. <laughs> and just stumbled. Hence why I'm here asking for your help. So I love it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my I guess my initial thing is the probably the easiest thing to start off with is the name of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how important that is. You, you got that session the other day saying it is important if you don't kind of have a, already know, kind of have a following or some sort of base of followers that are going to come to you. I've got a podcast They're going to come to you straight away. Yeah. Which is me. I don't really have a big kind of fan base on any kind of social platform. So I guess I'm relying on my natural market and organic reach. So the name of the podcast, how important is it? Should it, does it need to be changed? I guess like I kind of just, the way I came up with it was like, I wanted to start a podcast and I was just like, within two days, like, I've got a name, I'm doing it, record it, and it was like live. So I just like jumped into it. I love that though, because yeah, like yeah. that's what people get stuck on, yeah. right? So I would rather
0: that you just jump in and then you can always change the name and then yeah. you can make it a huge big thing and like relaunch and build hype around yeah. it and make it a celebration and yeah. So I would always rather that people go your route as opposed to just sitting on it forever and yeah. not launching at all, yeah. yeah. So it is definitely important, yeah. um, just because that's kind of like the initial there's, there's a few sort of first points of contact when people are, are scrolling through, you know, Apple or whatever. Uh, it's your cover artwork, your title, um, and kind of, you know, how you've categorized it as well. So people are going to be looking at a particular category. So if you have a, a podcast called Young Money, but you're classified under children's books, like yeah. it's not going to make sense, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so obviously it has to match up with whatever category you're in and then the description as well. And then from there, it's kind of like you know the initial uh, few seconds of the podcast is kind of what's going to put mm. people in a little bit. So in terms of the title, I do think that it it's important. But I think one of the things that you kind of asked me was like, did did young mean children? Yeah. As opposed to young meaning you know the 25 to 35 crowd. Right? Yeah. We're millennials, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i like, wait, I always mix it up. Like I'm like, a regeneration. Why is that millennial? Yeah, we're so we're millennials. Okay. So you could make it even more specific, something along the lines of millennials. Mm. You'd have to check what's already out there, obviously, because there might be another podcast that is already called that. And you might need to kind of like play with that a little bit, narrow it down. Um, The other thing is to just make sure that your description is super clear. Because to me, when I hear Young Money, my assumption would not jump to children. But that's just just me. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's just me. But when, when I hear, you know, like the Young Money podcast, I would, in my head, I would assume that it would be like 30 and under or yeah. 40 and under or something like that, Um that would be what young money translated to. So I don't think that you're far off here. Uh, you could certainly make it more specific if you want to, but I don't think that that's going to make or break your success okay. either. Okay. Yeah. The other, the other funny thing I had was when I first started, someone said,
1: just be careful of the name. Little Wayne might be angry. <laughs> And I said.
0: Oh, I didn't even think about that.
1: I said, if Little Wayne messages me about my podcast, I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, not, you know you made I'm it. not going to be too concerned for a, for a very long time that that's going to be an issue.
0: He'd really piss him off if you trademarked it. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a different situation. Yeah, Little Wayne would be calling yeah. you up. <laughs> okay. So what else? What else are you so, struggling with? Well, that
1: was so, so. That was kind of the the starting point with the name. Because what I want to try and cover and what we were talking about before is that money touches all different yes. facets. So what we talk about on the podcast is business relationships, travel, lifestyle, and money. Mm-hmm. Because money touches all of the course, yeah. Relationship, obviously. Big wine, travel, all those things. So I didn't know lim- I was limiting to it limiting it by saying you yeah. know, money, but then kind of obviously delving into all those other areas as well.
0: That's a good question too, because I think that you need to make sure your description is super clear. Yeah. Um, don't make it too lengthy. I always tell people that your description should be more than about like two to five or three to five sentences. Okay. So just pack a punch with the description. You might need to kind of rewrite it a few times, play around with it a little bit. Again, you can always change your description at any time yeah. too. And at least that's a much, um, it's not nearly the process that's involved with like changing your artwork yeah, or yeah, changing sure. the title or anything. Um, so make sure that your description is super clear. And again, watch, watch how you're categorized. Yeah. So you might want to throw it under, I'm trying to think of some of the various categories that maybe would fit. Like you could end up doing it, you know, because you're allowed to category in three different areas. Yeah. So you could maybe make like the third one potentially relationships Mm. or, uh, education or even, I guess technically even like self-help.
1: Well, I think, I I think it's under business and education at the moment
0: yeah and that makes sense totally and then you can just start start you know thinking really carefully about what your secondary and third uh tertiary is that the word (laughs) categories would be then um, that you could maybe get seen in some other areas as well that would tie in a little bit more with your bigger theme too yeah that's a
1: good point yeah um so the next thing i had was around like topics so talking about that like covering for all those different topics whether that's what I need to train people that that's what to expect or whether that's in the description of saying, look, it's called the Young Money Podcast, but we're going to cover all these different areas because it touches on money. So I didn't know, like, do you have free reign to talk about whatever you want or should you be sticking to that niche of like, okay, no, we're talking about money and young people. Like... My gut
0: instinct is, Ross, you talk about whatever the whatever fuck you, you want. want. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically how I treat my podcast. Yes. Um, but I, I love what you said about training people, because I've had a lot of thoughts on that recently, and, and it's come up in conversations with a few different people, because I think that you do ultimately train people yeah. what to expect, and you can hook them on one episode where it, it really packs a punch, or it really touches them in some significant way, maybe they can just happen to relate to that particular story really well. And then when you're talking about, uh, for example, in your intro, then make sure to mention that kind of thing in your intro as well, that we're going to be talking about how money relates to relationships, travel, uh, business, as well as, you know, some financial planning or or whatever you want to say in that, that is how I do it on my podcast as well. Because again, when we're, when, when we only have a few seconds to capture people, we want to let them know right away what to expect. Yeah. Because otherwise they're just gonna feel like their time is wasted, right? Yeah. If they think that the podcast is gonna be one thing and then it turns out to be something completely different, so if you put that right into your intro, then even if they don't bother to read the description, they're, they're going to hear the intro. When you have kind of dedicated fans, uh, and I do this myself, if I, if I already know what the intro sounds like because I listen to the podcast all the time, I'll skip past it, yeah. but if it's a brand new podcast or, or relatively new to me, I'll stick around and listen to that full intro because yeah. I kind of want to get the gist as to what's, what's coming. So you can use that as a tool mm-hmm. to train people to to know and, and to understand what they're going to be getting if they stay around, if they stick around for the whole thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. How does that feel for you?
1: Yeah, no, I think that's good.
0: Yeah? Okay. So that kind of feels like a good fit? Yeah. So
1: I think... It, it probably leads into like the next thing that I was talking that I want to talk about, but yeah, I think just being really conscious about okay, this is what to expect, this is what we're going to cover, and here's what yeah. If yeah. You stick around for the next. Because you you're
0: that's a really great way to be very discerning. Yeah. And you are then weeding out the people who don't who aren't going to be your people so if if they don't want to stick around because of your description or or your intro and and you describing what you're truthfully going to talk about then they're not your people anyway so might as well get them out now because there's no point in wasting your time or theirs (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) episode frequency yes i know you do or did three yes incredible <laughs> when i couldn't do and more. a feat that i could not maintain
0: so we can talk about that too <laughs> yeah um
1: so yeah weekly I, I feel like that that's what i wanted i can i can happily do weekly mm-hmm. the question is is it enough initially of like do you should you go more to build up that hype and then drop back down or is it like especially now where i've gone i think it's been probably three months since I've put out a new one okay so then is it like oh okay we're back here's one episode please wait for next week's (laughs) one episode or is it should you like release like five I guess it's almost like a relaunch again
0: no you're I think you're gonna burn yourself up okay because if you've already had difficulty being consistent then if you come out with five right away it's gonna be I think that's going to be too daunting. Yeah. You're, you're going to make that too much work for yourself up front. And then you might be able to carry that off then for the following, you know, two, three, four, five weeks. Yeah. And then you're going to be exhausted again. Yeah. So one once a week is absolutely enough. Okay. Um, I mean, when you look at some of the biggest names out there, like Amy Porterfield, I always, I, I love Amy Porterfield. Yeah. <laughs> and she does once a week and that woman is killing it yeah. in every facet. So you don't ever need to worry about it. Like more isn't better. Better is better. Yeah. So when you're showing up with value, then the more often isn't going to to make it any better. It's it's just about the value that people are getting in the one specific episode, right? Uh, the other thing to remember with that too is that when, when you start going too many, that's why I was so hesitant to yeah. jump to three from yeah. two because I, I thought to myself, okay, like I need to be able to maintain this. Can I actually maintain this? Because I don't want to just mess around with my episode numbers. And I thought I could, and I did for five months. And then I realized I was so fucking tired I couldn't <laughs> keep it up anymore. It was just burning up my creativity. Okay. Yeah, I was spending too much time on the, on the free content compared to the paid, yeah. um, which isn't fair to, to current or future clients either. It, it just it wasn't working. Yeah. So I was very open and honest about that. And then I came up with an episode detailing all the reasons why I was dropping back down to two. And still two is still a lot. So, yeah, so I never want anyone to feel pressure that, you know, you're looking around the industry, you're seeing Mm -hmm. people do, you know, two, three, four episodes a week. Uh, We don't all have Gary Vaynerchuk's team following us around, right? So grabbing little sound bites here and there that we can turn into podcast episodes. And that's part of the problem. So anyone who can uh, find ways to delegate, amazing. If, If you can keep it up and you want to do that, fantastic. But I would always say start smaller and then you can always build upon that that's going to be a better way to go so once a week is totally fine Um, the other thing is too is that people people can fall behind really easily because most podcast listeners the stats show typically subscribe to an average of about seven different shows so if you think about that they're listening to let's assume minimum than seven different episodes every week if each of those shows is only coming out with one episode uh, per week that's still quite a bit. Like that's a lot. So that was one of the other reasons why I dropped back down to two, because I couldn't even market the the episodes I was coming out with fast enough. And then people were getting behind and they're like, oh, I missed this episode. I'm like, this isn't working. Like I'm showing up with so much value, but people don't even know about it because I'm zipping through the episodes so fast that they aren't even aware of of what they're missing. So I think that especially from a marketing standpoint too, and for the sake of, of giving giving your listeners some space to breathe <laughs> and actually absorb the content, yeah. I think that once a week is more than enough. That's totally fine. I, I typically tell people to start around there, and then if, if they're worried that that is even too much, then I'm like, you know, then go every other week. Yeah. But just make a commitment to doing that uh, longer term. But when you come back, you can say a little blurb, but like, hey, I haven't been here for a while. You can explain why if you want to. But don't feel like you owe the internet anything either. Yeah. I'm always very clear about that because... The other thing is, too, is that in our heads, we build it up to be like, people are out there waiting for me. The reality is that most people don't give a fuck. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, they don't even notice, sure. right? Yeah. We, we're we so, like, self-involved and arrogant. Yeah. We're like, people are waiting for me with breath that has made it. And we all do this, by yeah. the way. This isn't yeah. like, like you. We all do this. And then you kind of come to the realization that people, you know, especially with the holidays and stuff, most people probably haven't noticed that you've been gone. At, at least not even for that long. They're probably just like, oh, Ross took a couple weeks off. Like, they probably haven't even paid attention, so... I wouldn't stress too much about feeling like you need to offer some sort of explanation. You definitely can if yeah. you want to be super honest and transparent, but I wouldn't make some massive thing of it. Okay. Yeah, and then just come back with like one episode. Yeah. Yeah. No need to like launch a <laughs> five. You're good. You're good. Don't <laughs> burn yourself out. <up. laughs>
1: and you mentioned something that in the workshop the other day, that like twenty-five episode hurdle.
0: Yes, that was why I was kind of laughing That made me feel good because that happened to me. That yes. Exactly, I was laughing when you said that you came up with a bunch and you stopped and you came up with a bunch. I was like, I know that cycle. (laughs) (laughs) I always tell people this that it's it's very cyclical. That we'll we'll launch and we're super excited and we're pumped and and we're getting all these accolades and people are really excited and and then when those accolades fall away and no one's clapping for us anymore, it's much harder to keep going because we're not getting that positive feedback to feed off of. We're like, am I just screaming into the fucking void? Like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. So I think that it's, it's really important to recognize how normal that is. And I always want to make a distinction. Like I'm never going to push anyone towards, you know, if a podcast just absolutely feels like it's not even in alignment for you or your brand anymore, then obviously maybe it is time to stop. Like I'm never going to push that on anybody. Podcasting isn't the right fit for everybody. Um, but if you do feel really strongly about podcasting and you, you see all the benefits and and you you know genuinely enjoy it, even if you're kind of in a low moment with it, I always encourage people to push through and to come up with something like, um, I do this all the time. I have a running Google doc that's like 50 pages long of various ideas that I I want to end up talking about in the podcast so that when I hit those lows, then I don't have to try, I I don't have to start trying to rack my brain, pulling ideas out that aren't really fully formed or don't, I'm not really into, I go to that Google doc and I'm like, I don't know what to talk about this week. Like what? Where? I need to, I need some ideas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there we go. I'm just gonna pull from that one. So that can be really helpful too. It's almost like a little backup plan that okay. you've got going. Yep. Um. And you know, inspiration can strike anywhere. So keep it. I, like either on your. I live out of my notes app. My assistant hates me for it because she's like, what? Like, put it in a Google Docs and I can see it. <laughs> um. Yeah. So you have to. You really have to kind of have that it's almost like a safety net, built in safety net for yourself and when inspiration strikes, jot it down and either run with that idea right away or let it marinate and sit on a Google Doc so that when you're hitting some of these lows, then you have a bit of a backup plan. Uh, Badging is another great way, and it sounds like you were badging, I'm guessing, right? Yeah,
1: so that was another thing on my list of like, I'm a very structured person, so it's like, I like to have it done, okay, 12 o'clock Friday from 12 to 5, like that's podcasting. Love it. Like, For example. And I had that to a point where I was like, all right, that's what I'm doing. I think I took Tuesday off or something. It was like, all right, Tuesdays, that's my social day where I record, like edit, all that kind of stuff. And then things just got busier and got thrown out of whack and then just lost that kind of consistency. Yeah. And then I just got frustrated and yeah. got put to the bottom and
0: that's where it's tough but like I do actually commend you because that kind of structure is really helpful yeah. and batching of course is helpful too because then sometimes when you hit some of those lows if you're already recorded like six eight twelve weeks in yeah. advance you don't really have to stress too much yeah. and it gives you that that breathing room that can really allow your creativity to come back to yeah. and to just support you so that when life does hit the fan you don't always have to stress about it yeah. I, but I have absolutely been the person multiple times who got behind on badging yeah. and then I was in a bit of a pinch or a pickle and I'm like shit like I have to record I it's like the last thing I want to do right now yeah totally so I've been on both sides very much and, and badging is great but sometimes life does get in the way and
1: I think it's probably just like for me an like accountability where it's like yes where you mentioned the workshop like if you if you have a partner that you're doing it with it's very easy to obviously you hold each other accountable of course. Like, I'm here you gotta be there whereas if you do it yourself which I'm sure you find it's like uh, well if i miss this week it's like i'll just get it next week like yeah no one's mm. listening doesn't really matter blah, 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 blah. Worst to tell youself. well and the biggest thing that
0: i always want to, tell, to remind everyone is um remember the accountability that you have to your listeners yeah because people are hitting subscribe we want them to hit subscribe so they're waiting for us to show up for them mm-hmm. and when we aren't showing up for them then we kind of look like flakes yeah so then when we ask them to buy from us they're not as likely to buy that's true so that's something to really consider too. Is that that accountability is there? It's just how, how we view it, and it's harder to to think about that that accountability when it's some sort of invisible person on the yeah. other side of the screen, yeah. and when we don't have that kind of more physical, you know, like a co-host or something like that, where it's it's much more tangible. Um, that, that makes it tougher. But when you think about accountability in those kinds of terms. Yeah. It can hopefully push you through a little bit on the days where it feels much harder to come up with an episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: show format. So, solo episodes versus guests. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was listening to a few of yours the other day and I quite like the idea of Tuesdays is one topic, Thursdays is guest, and Saturday I might be wrong there, but Saturdays and business. And having that kind of structure. Yeah. Um, again, being a structured person. I've started off one week solo, next week guest, one. And had that going for the first 25 or so. And then when I came back to do more, couldn't find guests in time. So did a couple of guest runs and then did a couple of solos and then that just lost that format just because obviously when you have a guest, it's a bit more work that goes
0: into it. It is. Um, Even just coordinating schedules alone. Yeah. That's like half the battle. Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot easier when we're two minutes from. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um,
1: so yeah, I was curious to know your thoughts around That structure,
0: yeah, yeah, that's a great question. It's it's funny because this is one I'm actually struggling with myself because since I am I've gone back down to two episodes instead of three, I prefer the structure of like solo Tuesday interview Thursday, Saturdays, business. Um, and now I this is partly why I was also hesitant to go back down to to two because I'm like, I love each one of those, I love the solo ones, I love the interview ones, and I love the business ones. I don't want to cut anything. And I know multiple people who have, uh, referred their people to my podcast specifically for like, you know, two and in Saturdays even business episodes yeah. and I, I have, I kind of have a split audience. I've got people who come to me just for business, people who come to me for the more life stuff. And then some people who come for both. So,
1: so is your business like topics, business like content, like, yes. Yeah. System. Like online
0: business, yeah. podcasting, that type yeah. of stuff. And, and I love each one of them, but what I'm kind of playing with right now, and I'm going to see how my audience likes it and, and how I like it is kind of shaking it up. So let's say solo is, uh, let's call solo episodes, a interview is B and, um, business is C. Yeah. Now that I'm going back down to two episodes per week. I'm thinking one week, it'll be like AB, you yeah. know, next week it'll be BC. Uh, yeah. it just kind of like mixing it up a little bit, but I don't know how well that's going to go over. So that's actually gonna be a, a little bit of an interesting experiment yeah. and, I'm, I'm both nervous and excited to see how it goes. <laughs> and for me too, um, because I don't really know how I'm going to like it. So I do really like the structure, and since you are someone who prefers a bit of structure, yeah. I'm thinking that maybe that is the best way for you to go. So I also always tell people to still do some solo episodes, because you want people to get to know you. Mm-hmm. Because you aren't asking them eventually, you know, it doesn't have to be right now, but you aren't asking them eventually to buy from your guest. Yep. You're asking them to buy from you. And to if, if building a business around the podcast and, and using the podcast as a tool to build your business is the goal, then people need to get to know you on a deeper level. And that's going to involve you showing up just you sometimes. Yep. Because that's when like little stories and tidbits come out that you wouldn't necessarily otherwise really even think about sharing like in written form or something like that and in an interview a lot of times if we don't do solo episodes i've seen this mistake happen a lot people will kind of the host will kind of insert themselves into the guest interview because again we're all very selfish beings we really just want to talk about ourselves (laughs) and we'll we'll get really excited about something that a guest is talking about we're like oh you know i had the same thing happen and then it turns more into a conversation which is fine if Mm. that's the original the, the original intended format but if it's meant to be an interview, you're taking away from the guest experience yeah. and it's kind of irritating as a listener too, unless again, like right up front, it's sort of made known that it's going to be a bit of a conversation as opposed to an interview. Mm-hmm. You're setting the stage, like you're setting an expectation yeah. and then going against that is a little bit jarring to listen to as, as, as the person consuming the content. Yeah. Okay. How does that feel for you?
1: Yeah. So I've got a couple of like, I guess, uh, yeah, like i guess. Styles, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. like I've got, the personal finance side where it's like, obviously that's my expertise so it's all right today it's almost like a educational episode where it's like okay, today we're going to talk about life insurance or yeah whatever um so there's that like the educational format where it's educating people about a certain topic then there's the i guess the interview topic where it's talking about someone's like, mainly around business uh, building businesses or traveling or something that interviewing someone as a guest. Mm-hmm. Then I've got the, like a and A style where like it's either called Ask Ross or Hey Ross. So get people to message in questions oh, cool. and I will answer. Um, so there's that as well. Okay. So I didn't know whether to like try and tie that into get a bunch of questions and each week at the end of the episode, we run through like five or three Hey Ross or Ask Ross questions at the end of each kind of episode and tie that into the podcast where it's like, all right, today we're talking about X, Y, Z, or we have so-and-so on the show. And then at the end, we have to ask the
0: ask Ross questions. Yeah, I love that. Okay, you can definitely make that work. Just make sure that you're not taking away from the interview. Mm. So make it very clear that those are kind of like two distinct things. Yeah. So then let's say the interview wraps up, then you come on with uh, a voiceover vote. Um, you know, hey, it was great talking to so-and-so today. These are kinds of the, the main points that, that I got out of the interview, that, uh, that we pulled out of the, the interview, some of the main lessons, and I got some Q&As that kind of tie into this I'm going to address them. Yeah. So rather than just, you know, doing the interview and then launching straight into the Q&A, I think that would be, again, kind of very jarring yeah. for the listener and the guest might not be necessarily as impressed. Sure. Um, yeah. You, you have to make sure that, that you're keeping things on sort of a, a single track yeah. and not overwhelming anyone. So that's really important too. The other thing is that that again, you can kind of do what I'm doing and just kind of shake it up a little bit. You know, like do a solo, then next week you do an interview, then the week after that you dress a whole bunch of Q and A's. See what resonates too. That's the other thing is that the podcasting is a long game, right? So you have to kind of see what, play around with what works and it's a lot of throwing shit at the wall and seeing (laughs) what sticks. Because sometimes you'll come up with an episode that you're like, this is the one, this is so good, this is my best work and no one gives a (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and then you come up with something super random I've literally had thoughts to myself where I'll hit publish and I'm like Pfft, that was not my best work and then I see it start the numbers are exploding for it I'm like what Like I have, I've done better
1: <laughs> I'll show you hey, listen, to these yeah,
0: listen to these ones instead so yeah, yeah a lot of it is just kind of playing around and talk to your audience too if your audience is like obsessed with the Q&A's because a lot of times people love that shit yeah. then maybe you need to do more Q&A's too but you won't know until you kind of play mm-hmm. around with it a little bit yeah. So I, I, I feel like my answer so often is just sort of, it depends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that you you might need to to shift things around, play with it a little bit and see what people like and ask for feedback. Yeah. Like, you know, this is what we're doing this week, guys. Uh, but I'd love to hear from you. Here's my email address or should be DM or whatever. Um, let me know what you're enjoying. And, and the numbers will kind of tell a bit of a story too. Yeah. So if you do a Q&A episode three or four times, and those numbers are skyrocketing compared to maybe a solo or an interview, yep. then maybe you need to shake it up. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I feel like it's not a straight answer, but yeah. I feel like it's the most honest answer mm. I can give. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, again, because it's just like, you're trying to decide, if like, do you have that structure that's like, this is what yes. we are going to do with the
0: obviously. Yeah, and I'm very much in that same boat with you. So mm. yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like easing into it and seeing what people like and what they aren't into, to and yeah. yeah. This is just a random aside. I love using Instagram stories and some of the little tools they give us, like polls and and the question boxes and stuff. Um, I said this uh, on another episode just the other day, I think, that it's so irritating right now because the bots have taken over. And every time you put up a poll or something, it's almost 100% bots. So it used to be a really great marketing tool. And now it's just pissing me off. Instagram will catch up. Like, they... Whenever these types of things happen, they kind of fluctuate. So yeah. I'm sure that in a few months, they'll it'll die off again and they'll get rid of some of the bots. But it's kind of unfortunate because that was a really cool marketing tool. People yeah. love voting on that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But at the moment, it's not great. So I'm hoping that Instagram catches up.
1: The, I guess, uh, about back, background structure, the interview, interviewing people, because I, I, I love doing that part, Like I, that's that, I love interviewing people. Do you think it's best to just have it as a open conversation or a bit more of like a Tim Ferriss style where it's, he almost asks the same questions to almost every single guest?
0: I, Tim Ferriss is very good at that. Uh, and I love Tim Ferriss for the record. Um, I think he's, I think he's brilliant. And, and Tim has really found a format that works for him. Yeah. So again, I guess my answer could kind of be, it depends, but I personally prefer to tailor things a little bit more and make it a little bit more specific because no, you know, no two human beings are exactly the same, so why should the questions be identical? Um, again, but I love like how Tim Ferriss has done it. Yeah. For me personally, I prefer to make it a little bit more of an individual process, and that takes more work too. Um, it, it's a little bit more involved yeah. as an interview style, but I think it's great to have maybe two or, or three questions that are always the same, very consistent. Yeah. Um, you know, at the end of every interview, I always ask about the, the one piece of advice and growing into the best possible version of yourselves. But other than that, and kind of, you know, the usual, like, tell us about yourselves and where can we find you and blah, 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 yeah. I, I make it very specific to each guest. So there is more work involved with that. But personally, I think that for, for most people, I would prefer that. Um, again, it, it, it depends. Tim Ferriss does a great job. <laughs> but I also feel like he's Tim Ferriss and can get away with things that the rest of us mortals cannot. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if that really answers your question in, in particular, but... No, it's,
1: it's similar to what I've got at the moment where I have maybe five kind of the quick fire questions, whatever people call them at the end, where I start generally talking about all those normal things, like how they've got to this point, et cetera, et cetera, and then have kind of five set questions. Well, I'm still kind of trying to tinker to get the right wording of it. But yes, I've got, yeah, I've got the five at the moment, which I generally ask
0: people. Okay. Because um, everyone cool. has a little bit of a different story too, right? Because yeah. you're also looking at asking people about some different topics. Then I think that it makes it even more important for you to kind of zero in on like the individual guest experience. Yeah. Um, if you were only talking to people specifically about financial planning, yeah. maybe. Then that, I could see being much more likely to ask the same types of questions yeah, over and over correct. again. But when, when you're looking at a, a more broad range, I think you're going to need to ask some like a, a variety of questions yeah. to get the best response. Not really
1: relevant right now because it's not the main intention, but I guess everyone, I assume most people have the goal of monetizing mm-hmm. podcasts and stuff at some stage. What's your usual advice around that?
0: Yeah, there's different ways to approach this. Uh, First thing that people always ask me about is ads and sponsors. I tend to steer people away from that. I I talked about that in the workshop because I'm always worried about um, being limited or feeling like... I have to show up a particular way because a brand told me to do so yeah. um, it would vary wildly on, on the company or brand there's lots of amazing brands and companies out there that wouldn't require that yeah. but at the moment I'm still so protective of what I do that I don't want to send people towards anything else the other thing it, the other issue with that is that you're removing control mm-hmm. too because in, in various ways because if you end up depending on that income and you don't have control over it, it can be yanked at any time. Sure. So I, and especially like a financial planning guy, like that's the kind of thing you want to think about, right? And, and the advice that you're giving people, I'm sure, is not put all of your eggs in one basket yeah. and go for the best, yeah, right? <laughs> so I always tell people, send, send people back towards you yep. and your services and what you're doing because they're already showing up for you. They already clearly like you. They want to hear from you, they trust you, um, they want your advice. Yeah. So you need to actually just give them another way of working with you because podcasts can only take us so far True. when we're learning and we have to find other ways to get people to their end destination and to solve whatever problem they're having. That's ultimately why we are why we have a podcast yeah. is because we want to offer value, we want to help people solve a particular issue, but you can listen to all the motivating shit in the world. You're not, you're not necessarily going to do anything with it. It's like live events. People go to live events. Yeah. They get so pumped up and fired up, and then they never do anything with the information. Yeah. And, and we can. sometimes I've had to put myself in information diets because I can listen to 10 or 20 different podcasts, and I can just start to feel like I need to implement all the things right now, and it's so overwhelming that I don't do any of them. And then I just freak out and <laughs> don't, don't know what to do with myself. That, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> then you end up getting nowhere. So you need to make the offer. So there's all kinds of ways you can do this. You know, obviously initially get people on an email list. That's always really important. Because yeah. again, you need an element of control and you know, Apple could kick you off of uh, iTunes, right? Or Apple podcasts. So those are the kinds of things that we need to do is to transfer people over to our email list um, then you're, you know, maybe popping into their inbox every week with more exclusive content, yeah. um, letting them know about podcast episodes in case they missed it, highlighting a particular guest or something like that. That's all building value and trust, like it, above and beyond the podcast. Then you can do things like, uh, you know, a, a membership, like a monthly membership or something like that. That's great from a recurring revenue standpoint. Yeah. Um, you can come up with a course. So what that be coaching?
1: Like a Patreon basis, you mean? It is could that, be. Is that what you mean, like
0: star? Like, yeah, some people do Patreon. Uh, when when I'm thinking more of uh, membership, like recurring revenue, I would mean like building out essentially a course that's like dripped out yeah. monthly, okay. basically. Okay. Yeah. Um, so for anyone who wants information on that, I always refer people to Stu McLaren. He's amazing. He okay. is the guy for membership um, and all of the recurring revenue things. Yeah. His, his biggest thing currently is uh, talking about Netflix and Netflix has most of us on the hook for $8 a month and times however many millions of us are on board, right? Netflix is making some bank. (laughs) So those are the kinds of models that we want to look at, especially as entrepreneurs. It can be very daunting when we we do a huge launch and then you might not launch again for like two or three months. So you have to make sure that you are budgeting and like sorting out that income. And that, that can just be a little bit tricky when you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from. Sure. So a monthly revenue model is a really great way to offset some of that. Um, you can come up with various like, more passive incomes, you can uh, affiliate for other people's courses, yeah. you can have other people affiliate for you. Um, coupon codes are kind of, I always say this kind of like a sneaky way to get an, a sponsor, technically. Yeah. So you can talk about a product or something like that that you really love and that you know will actually benefit your people. That's really important because it still needs to be on brand, so yep. to speak. Hashtag on brand. <laughs> and and um, if it's something that you actually really like, give people a coupon code and then you'll get some kind of kickback. Either the company will you know, cut you a check potentially for, the, for a certain percentage, or you'll just get a certain percentage or dollar value off the next time you place your own order or yep. something along those lines. Um, and things like courses or coaching packages, Um, you know, offering like your financial planning services and coming up with some sort of package that people can sign on with you for maybe a deep dive into a particular area that you, you're really excited about or that people have asked you a lot of questions around. Um, Coming up with some of those ideas creatively and it's great that you, you do these Q and A episodes because you'll start to see a lot of the same types of questions Mm -hmm. come up over and over again. Again. This is part of online business is essentially just saying the same shit 50,000 times and we all need to hear it like yeah. that many times in order to get it sometimes. Yeah. So it's a lot of repetition, but it's absolutely worth it. And when you see some of the same questions coming up over and over again, you should be starting to think, what could I offer people yeah. to build around that, that would really take it to the next level? Yeah. Because again, anyone can listen to, you know, a five or 10 minute segment on a podcast. It doesn't mean they're going to actually implement that advice. And when they put money down, they're much more likely to mm-hmm. implement it because of paying closer attention. Yeah. so a lot of times we're actually doing people a disservice by not offering them a, a way to go deeper and, and a, a better way of how to work with us
1: yeah I, I, I think that's probably been something I've been that poor at about uh, to date because my whole thing was I didn't want to just be have a podcast and then just start like buy this buy this buy this so yes. my, my idea was alright I'm going to do it for two years I've just free content put it out like I've got my business on the side which is not source. And the podcast was just obviously driving people back to there, but not kind of directly listen by, listen by. It was kind of just like, here's information, here's information. And then what I've got is at the start, so my company's called More Time Financial. That's my financial planning business. I had at the start, say so this podcast, it's me, it's my personal brand sponsored by
0: More Time Financial. Yeah, it's perfect. So A lot of people are doing that. Yeah. I assume,
1: I hope most people made the connection that I am more time financial. But the, 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 but I wanted, Sometimes you need to make it clear. Yeah. Though. yeah but I yeah. really I really wanted to try and separate it. So it was me, Yeah. Ross, personal brand, company. So that it was like, if you want my services, here's a link, like it's always in the description. Like, here's a link. Here's my website. Like quite clear how you can work with me. But okay. it wasn't like I wasn't forcing it. Yeah. Um
0: I would still make it clear though that it's your company. Yeah. Because that's actually like like two a credit to you, yeah. right? So if people think that you're just randomly sending them to some other financial company, they'd yeah. be like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. <laughs> so they're tuning in again to listen to you. Yeah. So make sure that, that you that you aren't being shy about advertising that it is your business. Well, that was
1: the thing I've was, I was, I probably I've come to learn that I was being probably shy is a good way, yeah. of putting it. That I wasn't, I didn't want to be seen as flogging the product, but as you've said, people want it. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah you need to give it to them.
0: It's right? a total mindset shift yeah. because it's, it's so many of us and, and I am absolutely guilty of this. I, I still have issues that I'm working on around this, around feeling weird about selling. But yeah. ultimately the conclusion that I, I usually have to remind myself of is that I, I, I'm doing people a disservice by not selling them something that can help them fix a problem that yeah. they've had for a really long time and they don't know how to do with. And I know that I'm better at certain things than somebody else is. So why wouldn't I teach that yeah. to somebody and that's going to mean requiring, you know, my, my time and my energy is worth something and so is yours. Yeah. So especially when we're coming out with all kinds of free content and stuff like that, uh, people want to take it to the next level, but a lot of times we just aren't even giving them that opportunity. So it's about opening the door and inviting them in. It, it, it's like inviting someone into your living room, essentially. like. Right now, when, when we have podcasts, we're coming out with all the free content, it's amazing, and we're giving, 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 and it's, it's awesome, but we aren't necessarily fully inviting them into our home. It's yeah. kind of like they're on the other side of the door, and we haven't actually opened the door to let them in. So, I don't know if that metaphor makes sense. No, just, definitely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just do lock yeah. them in on the way back. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> I was choking with rocks in the way. Everyone who comes in here, this door at the place I'm staying at will not stay shut. So I always have to to lock it because it's so hot outside and otherwise it let him flies and all the extra noise and whatever. So I always have to lock it. People always look at me weird, like I'm some sort of serial killer to I explain <laughs> to everyone as they come in. I'm like, I'm not trying to lock you in. It's because the door will not stay shut. <laughs> 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 so
1: funny Um, so the other thing I had was tips around staying consistent because as excited excited as I am to do it like it's always like always feel so guilty by not doing it like I want it to be uh, like a standalone pillar so I want to have like my my business and then I want to have the podcast as a standalone Pillar, I want that to be its own thing. So, any advice or tips for staying consistent when those dips inevitably totally gonna come?
0: Number one is to stop treating it like a hobby, because you wouldn't treat your business like a hobby, right? Yeah. So if you want it to be a pillar of your business, then it is your business. So you have to start looking at it as that. Um, Some of the things I think I've already kind of mentioned, you know, like having an idea list to pull from. Yeah. um, Really, uh, especially because you function best on structure, get as far ahead as you can. That doesn't work for everyone, but I feel like for your personality type, it would.. Yeah. So get as far ahead as you can so that when those levels come, you have some to fall back on. And the other thing that you can do with that, when when you batch it that way, you can also then, if let's say you batch, I don't know 12 weeks ahead.. Yeah. And but you're still kind of like fired up on the podcasting train, keep going. Like keep recording new episodes every week. And then when you hit the lull, you're going to be so far ahead that it won't matter. And then you can take essentially six weeks off from the podcast if you want to. And you've already got it in the tank and ready to go. So that isn't the right choice for everybody because sometimes badging can really overwhelm people. But since I can tell that you're a little bit more fired up about it right now use that to your advantage, like jump on that train and come up with all the ideas that, that you want to do. Ask for more Q and A, uh, questions and stuff like that. Start booking some guests, all of those things. And then you can end up so far ahead that when some of those lulls come, you can just take a step back and it'll be fine. Nobody will ever notice. yeah, um, yeah really, really trying to connect with your audience. I think too, because again, it's sort of that accountability factor. When, when you know that there are real people out there listening, it makes a difference. And think about speaking to one specific person as opposed to speaking to the masses if that makes sense like think about who your ideal person is that could absolutely benefit from something that you have to say that is going to help you to get a little bit more fired up Mm. and a little bit more excited about it because if you don't show up for that person what what kind of a difference is that going to make in their lives that they didn't hear the information that you had to offer yeah does that make sense no definitely
1: it was actually something I wrote down The reason why I got excited and did another, like, started again. So I I wrote this down because I thought it might be interesting to to talk about. So I stopped and then was just making excuses and busy and whatever. And then I got a random message from this guy on Instagram. No idea who he was. Like, turns out he was a listener. And actually, I wrote it down here: said, "Um, My my name's Scott, I'm a part-time photographer and graphic designer. Um, hoping to go full time in the next twelve to eighteen months. I've been listening to all your episodes of the Young Money podcast, and it's changed a lot for me financially, um, for the better. Obviously, still looking to grow and learn. Are you still doing these podcasts at the moment, or can you recommend some other podcasts if you're not doing it anymore?
0: Oh, that accountability punching I was you like, in the face. Oh, shit. <laughs> that um, is the shit that we're Yeah, all and mean.
1: that's what yeah. and then so then like a week later I was at this random music event and I ran into someone I hadn't seen in like 10 years and I went to school and he he was just like thanks so much for the podcast it's been awesome like I wish like you put this out like when we first left school like it would have changed everything for me that so I had those awesome. two things happen in like two weeks and I was like ah oh, shit the universe is talking to you <laughs> I, I need to get back on so then I got back into it got excited again and then, Yeah, then like, those two kind of things always like stick to me like stick in the back yes. and I'm not doing it
0: I always so, tell people, like when you get positive feedback, like, like that save that shit. Yeah. Like screenshot it, put it into a folder, and then on the days where it feels really fucking hard, yeah. look at that. Like take a good look at that and, and fully understand and comprehend the power that you can have mm-hmm. by speaking into a microphone. Like it's incredible. Some of the messages that I get from people, I am astonished that they'll tell me that I've made like an impact in their daily life. And I'm like, what? Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm just that's, that's, a good living I'm life, like <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Like, even though I'm very impact driven, like that's, that's my ultimate goal, it's still astonishing to me sometimes when people tell me that I have actually had an impact on them. I'm like, I really, <laughs> like it's crazy to think about. So that's the stuff that yeah. you need to get really clear on. And I was talking about this in the workshop too, about getting really clear on your why. Because when those harder days come up, that is what is going to propel you forward a little bit. If you can look at the bigger reason why, it has to be something outside of, you know, money or something like that. That's why I talk about impact so much because that is the kind of shit that you want. That's the kind of feedback that you want and that's the stuff that is sticking with you, being like, fuck, I didn't come out with an episode this week. Scott's waiting for me, right? You need to be thinking about that.
1: Definitely. (laughs) I think think a lot of it, like the structures there, like I think I've got over the hump of like, initially, I'm sure most people what equipment do you use? All that kind of stuff. I think I've got over the, over those humps. It's just like trying to get out of my own head and actually just do it. We're our own worst enemies,
0: always. Especially, like, <laughs> I have a coach. I feel like I've said this on the podcast so many times, quoted this. My, one of my coaches, James Wilmore, always talks about how uh, entrepreneurship is like the personal development playground. Because I feel like entrepreneurship puts you on a personal development train That is at (laughs) hyperspeed and there's no getting off of it as long as you decide to remain an entrepreneur and you just keep learning so many lessons that you you start to recognize more than I feel like sometimes the average human that we we are the ones who hold ourselves back by far the most and when you really have that realization over and over again it's like okay well how do I actually fix that like how do I take the next step how do I do something different with that and the only real answer is to make a different choice that's really the the only ultimate answer and if you're finding that you're getting stuck on something over and over and over again think about how much energy that's taking out of you too when you could be spending that energy on either just doing the the damn thing or on something else that is you know equally important to you so and and i i say this as someone who's dealt with like anxiety and, and stress and like i will overthink things and and ruminate and all of those things and I'm just now starting to learn to like kind of pull myself out of that a little bit more and treat it almost as a separate entity, like recognize it for what it is and go, Oh, I see. I'm stopping myself again. What what's coming up for me right now? And then kind of put it aside and look at the bigger picture, like getting super clear on the why and the impact and the the bigger purpose that you have that you want to work towards, because that is going to be more important and much more worth your energy than just stressing about, you know, this or that or you know when I see people get stuck on things like a microphone for months at a time and they never launch their podcast I'm like sweetheart the microphone is not the problem Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you're using that as an excuse but that is not the problem (laughs) yeah Yeah, so that's the stuff to to really think about the most and you are so not alone there like that's that's what we all struggle with whether it's a podcast or something else it's a really really big issue for for any of us it's human it's absolutely human
1: makes me feel better yeah
0: <laughs> good yeah and that's the thing like we all still deal with this no matter how many lessons we all learn we're also going to continue to, to deal with this it's always going to come up it's it's just kind of how long do you let yourself sit in it yeah basically yeah yeah
1: I know you mentioned in the in the workshop that obviously stats and things are probably not the thing to focus on mm-hmm. and it's not something I obviously look at it but it's not like I'd get I start crying if I <laughs> yes it's, is there anything or any recommendations of what things you should be looking for like inside stats on like besides just listens or like is there anything else that
0: the the only thing that i typically um tell people to to look for is just when you look at at your big picture graph in terms of you know your numbers from day one up until present day of you launching your, your podcast or having a podcast just all you're looking for is overall a little bit of an upward trend yeah that's basically it. There's no specific number you should hit to be considered successful. Like part of this is kind of redefining our definition of success yeah. too. Because a lot of times we we'll think to ourselves like, oh, I'll be successful when I hit $100,000. You probably, even if you, did, you know, when, when you get there, you probably will be so hyper-focused on the next goal that you won't feel successful at 100,000 yeah. anyway. It's it's like dollars, right? You, a lot of us think, oh, when I make X amount of money, when I have this amount in my bank account, I'll be happy. Yeah. If you aren't happy on the way there, you're not going to be happy once you get there. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of how I look at podcasting too. Like if you aren't enjoying the process, this is a long game. So if you aren't enjoying the process, you're not going to enjoy it when you hit a certain number or have a certain stat that just blows you away or something like that. But it is pretty cool to just fully recognize and appreciate that if you see something like a thousand downloads, you're like, wow, I've talked into the ear of a thousand people yeah like that's that's really just very moving like that's crazy that, that we're yeah. able to do that or if you look at the number of countries that you've been downloaded in yeah if you've even been listened to in five six countries that's mind-boggling like for a while there i kept i kept landing in in like the top 20 in the mental health chart in china i'm like what <laughs> of course <laughs> what is happening <laughs> people listen to me that's the kind of stuff that is just really cool to see and it doesn't have to mean that you have the most downloads in the world or anything like that it's just seeing that you are impacting at the very least a handful of people and a lot of them Mm -hmm. are perfect strangers likely that you don't even know Mm -hmm. they don't even likely remember how they came across you but they did and that's the important part and you're just looking to again like bring it back to i feel like i'm broken record but again like bring it back to like the purpose and impact that you want to have yeah and that's what's most important and when you focus on that the numbers will come eventually but you have to enjoy it along the way or it's never going to make any difference yeah yeah
1: well that's like that's the kind of motivation i get when i do guest interviews like i get more because obviously i assume you same, saying pick the guests and things um i think i feel like i get more out of interviewing someone than people that listen to it oh my god totally absolutely i, was, I, was like, I find someone i was like I think Tim Ferriss or something said it perfectly he was like so I get to interview world class people for like an hour or two hours however long. and he goes I get paid to interview people yeah. he said people pay millions of dollars to li- listen to them speak or like do a workshop yes. with them, but, but I'm getting paid to do it and I was like oh, obviously not getting paid but it's very similar like, I get to sit down how often do you actually sit down with someone for an hour one-on-one have an in-depth conversation that that doesn't happen to like even my closest friends or family don't do that No, and we
0: have access to people that like we would never have had access to otherwise And that's the great thing about podcasts too is that so many people want to be on a podcast right now That there are some really big names out there who are more than willing to come on your podcast But you just have to ask them and most of us are too afraid to ever even reach out We get intimidated by the the number of Instagram followers or whatever and we don't even bother to ask. What's the worst they can say? No? Yeah. Like, are, is that going to break you? No. Like, just accept the no, if that's the case. Or you might be shocked and get a yes. Yeah. But you'll never know if you don't ask, right? So yeah, that's the coolest part. Is is like, And I, I'm very particular, but I only handpick all of my guests. I don't open up applications at all. And I love it. I feel bonded to these people for life sometimes yeah. after an interview. Like, if it's an especially deep interview, I that really like takes, takes that relationship to another level. And it's, it's very intimate because, Definitely. yeah, usually you don't get to have, like you said, with like these hour long conversations. It's really special. Uninterrupted. Yeah, uninterrupted, yeah. exactly. You have their full attention.
1: Yeah, phones are <laughs> off, yeah.
0: Yeah, the whole thing, it's amazing. That's a great point about the phones off. I hadn't even thought about that. In this distracted world, well, Podcasting is actually the yeah. time when, yeah, that is such a beautiful point. I'm going to end up using that. <laughs> like well, an Instagram post or something. <laughs> yeah, well, like even
1: like most people, like with their partners or like their family, the phones are on, have a dinner. Like,
0: Absolutely, so. which is shameful, but yeah, it, that's the time yeah. for another day.
1: <laughs> um, unless you've got some other tips or recommendations for me on what I could be doing better.
0: I feel like you're ready. I feel like you're ready. I think you're just getting in your own way. And I think that if you can put some of the steps in place that are going to help support you and, and kind of build those pillars underneath you and underneath the podcast, I think that you're going to give it legs and just run with it. Yeah. I, I think that you're absolutely ready. You've just been holding yourself back, again, for a human, we all do, <laughs> in in a few different ways that if, if you can come up with some of the tools and take some of the things that we've talked about today and implement those, I think you're golden. I think that you will be podcasting well into your future coming out every week (laughs) and everybody's going to be pumped to to listen to you you won't have to worry about the messages saying like where are you because you'll just be coming out with it consistently yeah i think that would be awesome (laughs) sounds good perfect well thank you so much for coming on no thank you and for driving over it's amazing the whole
1: two-minute commute really took a lot out of my day folly
0: life folly life (laughs) (laughs)